Welcome to Your Property Podcast. Today is the 2nd of July 2020 and my name is Michelle Cairns, your host for today. If you have not subscribed to the magazine yet, then please click the link in the show notes for your free copy. Um, but let's get cracking on today. So we've got Mike Bristow with us today from Crowd Property. So a big warm welcome to you, Mike. Hi, Michelle. Great to be here. Thank you so much. It is a delight to have you on. And I think this is going to be a really interesting podcast for people who are looking to borrow money in, you know, not in the traditional way from banks. And I think it always surprises me how many people don't know about this peer-to-peer lending. And even, you know, a lot of people who are already in property, uh, they generally sort of either they've not come across you yet or even if they have they've got an idea what peer-to-peer lending is but they actually don't know how it works and I, I know from personal experience that I was surprised to hear how easy it is I want to say obviously if you've got the right project that yeah it's just it it really opened my eyes to a different type of lending product so before we get into all of that do you want to give us a brief overview of who you are and how did you how did you even get into being a CEO of the crowd property? <laughs> sure. So I'll, I'll, I'll try and keep it brief. I'm, I'm, I'm often accused of not. We've got time. Brief. It's all good. Um, <laughs> so, so I, I did a, um, I did a, a quite very heavy quantitative degree at, at university and then went into management consultancy. And, and I, I was actually in, in that for many years, um, advising big corporates, um, on corporate strategy and private equity funds on, on strategy of their businesses and, and, and buyouts and M&A. Um, and partway through that, I did uh, my MBA at uh, London Business School and had a passion for learning a hell of a lot about a lot of different companies, good and bad, a lot of different sectors, because I knew having uh, gr- uh, grown and or founded, grown and sold a business at university, that that, that, that was something I wanted to do again. Um, and, and I've got a huge passion for property. I've been investing in property on, on the site and, and, and developing property since 2002. Um, and, and sort of back then it was easy. It was sort of buy a flat and let it out and then wait for it to go up, refi and, and, and buy another flat and let it out. Um, now, oh, when now you say a, refi, you mean refinance, yeah? Yes, yes. And so it's, um, you know, so uh, and now, the, now the game has changed a lot and I'll, I'll come back to that in a bit. Um, but also um, through my uh, through that journey around property and also seeing uh, great businesses, I, I thought tech uh, technology had a, a far greater role to play in in, in, in property, um, and I started investing in in, in uh, startup property technology businesses now now known as prop tech sector, and uh, and I am also on the investment committee of Europe's most active uh, venture capital fund in in, in prop tech space. Uh, so um, I, I got to grips pretty quickly with what technology could do uh, in, in, in property and I'm invested across a wide range of businesses, do, do a load of different things. But it was also sort of in the, in the, in the throes of that, that interest and, and, and understanding of this sector that a few of us got together and said, basically, well, surely we can make it easier uh, for people doing projects to raise funding, uh, to raise finance for their projects. Because quite frankly, in our own experience, and, and the founding team have decades and decades of experience in property development, um, frankly, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, and that's a technical term. Um, <laughs> and 
and, and so quite ambitious see. I want to say because I yeah. mean I'm sure everyone's thought that anyone who's tried to you know get lending through a bank and has managed to get jump through every loophole going not loophole but every you know um requirement to get there yeah. they must have thought god you know there's it must be an easier way than this but yeah. you actually had that vision and and went for it so yeah I mean ac- you know actually as you say actually doing it means taking on the banks yeah and and, yeah. and, and, and that's what we've done um, and to to and we've proven that we can do it. Yeah. Um, so you know, and that's the fascinating thing. And and it, you know, we do a load of research, not just rely on our own experience from, from uh, borrowing from banks and non-bank lenders and things, and how you know how the process is slow, cumbersome, uh, onerous on people, um, and and sort of stops so many projects from happening. And the contribution to house building and the economy that small and medium-sized builders have reduced so much between 2008 and 2017 uh, the statistics are startling um, and we said well we can we can serve that market really well and, and really the way we can do that is a by understanding it and understanding the pains and then building a tech and people-led system that says this is going to be easier and you know the, the, the there's, a, there's a great phrase in, in, in property investing that's that's offering a vendor speed and certainty Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's core, that's absolutely core to, to our model. What we offer investors and developers is speed, ease, and certainty of funding. Um, and all of, those, all of those three words, we work incredibly hard to deliver so that our customers can offer speed and certainty to their vendors and they can get deals quicker and therefore probably at a better price. Um, and, and we can drive... Um, the contribution to both house building and spending the economy um, uh, from the great entrepreneurial and passionate small builder segment. And, and you know, that's our, that's our sort of mission. And, wow. you know, and, and, and you sort of fast forward a bit. And, you know, now we have, we've lent about 80 million pounds. We funded uh, over a thousand homes being built worth 170 million um and uh and that has contributed 60 million pounds worth of spend in the economy um and that's just the start we see numbers being tenfold at least on that Mm -hmm. um and and because we now built the system we've now proven it we've now proven that it's relevant and, and differentiating and a better product all around uh for people and uh, the, the, the business is flying as a result. And it's this age old, you know, call us crazy, but it's this age old sort of, you know, building a business for the customer. Mm, um, yeah. You know, that's what the entire financial services sector have just failed to do for decades. Put the customer center to the proposition and you serve them better and, 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 and that will grow. Um, and it's even more fascinating right now. I mean, yesterday or the day before yesterday, when Boris came out and said, let's build, build, build. <sighs> yeah. And, and us, the, the small and medium-sized property investors, property uh, professionals doing projects and developments and things like that, we can be the lifeblood of delivering that more housing. For once, we can actually build enough housing in this country. And the amount of spend that represents in the economy when we really need it most uh, is, is quite profound. And, and that's our, our single-minded mission right now. 
Wow. Well, it's impressive. I tell you, it, you, you know, you can clearly very passionate about it and it's such a massive vision and one that just makes complete sense. And I think just it, it, it's that idea that, well, what is that phrase about the idea that time has come? And I know that, you know, you've had a, just a phenomenal success and there's many people that I know in the industry who's, who've used it successfully. And, but before we go into that, I just for anyone who's kind of missed the point about it, in a nutshell, people lend money to you. So investors lend money to crowd property and then that money is lent out um, to various projects that you approve. Um, sort sort of, I'm just, of. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just come with, have you got I mean, a tagline to in, make it really simple? In principle, yes. Okay. But it's, it's sort of the other way around. So, so we built a brilliant lending business where yeah. borrowers come to us and say, well, look, what, do you like our project? And we say, we like your project and we do loads of due diligence. And then we'll list it on our platform and everyday people can lend to that project. Right. And, and, and the great thing about that is that it cuts out so many middlemen, mm. so much cost, so much profit from the system. The technical way of, uh, that I express this is the most efficient matching of the supply and demand of capital um, so that everyone gets a better deal. Um, and, and so the, uh, you know, and it, and it just makes sense yeah. when, when you look at it like that. And, you know, my mother is an investor on the platform. My mother-in-law is an investor on the platform. I'm scared of both of them. Uh, I've got to do a good, a great job. And, uh, but, but in all, in all seriousness as well, it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's everyday people. It's also high net worth, ultra high net worth funds yes. and institutions. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. And, right. And, and whilst my mother's had 42 years of due diligence on me, um, <laughs> Uh, not ev- not everyone has, but it feels like the institutions have had 42 yeah. years of due diligence on me because they do not give tens of millions of pounds uh, because you've asked them nicely. Yeah. Um, they crawl all over your business. So, right. so that's, that's the, the, the great thing that is a truly institutional product that everyone can invest alongside. And, okay. and, and that means it's great. I, people can get a greater share of the returns and the value that's added by those developers well it's win-win all around right but i can imagine some people listening thinking getting quite excited about this idea so can we just go through the basics of the borrowing and what it's used for so we're not talking about borrowing and getting a mortgage on a property right we're talking about doing a development project so if you can sort of say i think what a lot of the questions might people might be asking to think what are the minimum requirements um yeah. is it possible to buy a 50 grand house up north and do a refurb on it can they borrow the money for the refurbishment so we're talking about the yeah. money to develop yeah. refurbish a property development yeah. so, so it's basically anything that will get you from buying something until you either sell it or refinance it and then let it out. Okay. So that period, uh, you know, you might want to bridge it because you want to uh, buy it very quickly. You might, might want to buy it from auction, and we do that with for our quickest deal. We've closed uh, application to funds in account in six days. Um, but but the vast majority are projects. Right. And 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 I mentioned earlier that you know back in two thousand and two. 
buy flat, let it out at the increase in value. We're not going to see that capital growth anymore. So what I see and we see is a massive trend in the market uh, is that investors have moved into buying something, adding value, and then either selling or refinancing. Um, and actually, the biggest trend is towards people buying, adding value, and then keeping it and letting it out. So they're building their portfolio, and the way that they are uh, recycling their capital is by adding value rather than just rely on the market going up 10%. Um, so that's, that's how that's being done. So many people are doing that now. And wh that's whether it's a conversion into an HMO, mm -hmm. whether it's a, uh, a, it's a field with planning permission, you want to build 10 houses, um, any type of project. Um, and, and for example, uh, and, and, you know, right to sort of quite, quite complex stuff as well. So, so for example, uh, someone came to us and said, right, I want to buy 10 terraced houses that are currently let out, single lets. Okay, what I want to do is I want to buy them all of a tired landlord who's had enough. And I want to do a, a, refer, a rolling refurb across each of them, one at a time. And I want to sell about three, keep seven, turn them into HMOs, and I can pull all of my money out. Well, okay. you, you know, so it's structuring the debt product around that. But not all of the deals are that complex. Well, give us a, give us a simple one, okay? Yeah. So, like, give us a, so, a, a sort of like an average kind of, I don't know if there is an average, but let's say we're buying a house that's £200,000 and we want to convert it to a HMO and we need £100,000 to to for the build works yeah, yeah so what does that look like somebody um either has to buy an auction they buy it cash or could they come to you to buy no, it so, so we'll fund the purchase uh, as, as well okay as works. so how much so, do you need then deposit so so in in that case the the, the illustration i often use is, is if we keep the number simple okay great buy a house for a hundred grand spend a hundred grand on it it's worth 300 grand at the end okay okay so i mean that's a great project but yeah. but let's just use it for illustration yeah. okay so we will, um, so in that situation, uh, we'll talk about application process a bit later, but, um, but there we will fund the purchase um, in, in pre-COVID times up to 70% of the purchase, so up to 70,000 pounds. And currently we're, we're sat at around 65%. It's all project dependent. Um, so the, the investor will need to put some funds in. Um, we are comfortable with their investors, putting some funds in uh, so okay. we are comfortable that's really important point so it doesn't yeah. have to be their money it could be they could work with an investor who yes. puts okay so let's say 70 percent they need to find 30 percent thirty thousand pounds they can work with an investor who'll put the 30 percent in you provide the rest okay yes. and then so now we we purchased it okay yes. and now comes the bit where they want to spend a hundred thousand pounds on it we will lend up to all of now, this is the magic, right? Because I remember hearing this the first time years ago, as in just development finance, that concept that, so you can borrow 100% of the build costs. Yes, yeah. And it's just incredible. So you only have to find 30% of all of this money that's needed. Yes. 30% I mean, of the 200 grand. I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. Plus probably stamp duty and things. Yeah, yeah there's, yeah, there's yeah. a bit more. But, but yeah, it, keeping our example simple. Yeah. And 
and so so the, the the really important question is or well, you know how can you do that you, you know this mm. is this is other people's money how, how do you protect that well so firstly we'll have the first charge so we replace the bank can you just explain what first charge is for people who don't know yeah and the fir- first charge is basic it's a bit like uh the, the 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 security that a mortgage company might have on your own home if you have a mortgage against your own home or if you have your own home okay what it means is if you default on the payment uh over uh, after a while then the bank can actually repossess that um and so that is first and foremost how we protect every single uh loan is with first charge security against the assets against the against the initial purchase okay then comes the interesting bit, and, and th- this next £100,000 is really important because um, and, and we don't say, okay, we've done the purchase bit, here we go, here's £100,000, uh, please please spend it wisely. You know, I'm glad you're clarifying you, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, new car is for yeah. completed, not now. Um, so, um, so we will release that £100,000 through the project with progress. And the reason why we can lend all of that, all of the £100,000, all of the works, is that, again, simple numbers, you're spending £1 and you're adding £2 of value. Okay. So that's really important. So, so, so that, that value-added process, we understand that, we respect that, and we will release, release over the project all of the spend uh, on that development. Um, so that's one area where actually it really does help the, the, the new investor model, uh, which is so popular, which is buy, add value, and then refinance or sell. Um, so, you know, working with people on that, um, it's, you, you know, it's, it's a great experience as well, because, you know, through that, through the project, um, we're actually keeping in close contact. We build really strong relationships with our, uh, with our borrowers, um, because we're not, you know, well, uh, let me use an example. You know, nobody ever phoned Lloyd's bank, okay, and said, oh, "I've got a bit of a problem on my 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 building site. Um, uh, could you could you help out, or, or do you have any thoughts?" You know, you know, a you wouldn't reach a human being. Uh, B, if you re- reach a human being, it'd be an administrator. C, in the very slim possibility you you spoke to someone with authority. All you would hear is them rustling for the first charge security papers and the contract. Um, you know, whereas our, our reaction to it is that, look, it's a partnership. Yeah. Okay. If you reach out for help, we'll help. And, and sometimes, you know, the answer to the question, I've got a bit of a challenge, um, uh, can you help me out? Sometimes it will be, oh, don't worry, we've seen this hundreds of times before. Just think about it like this, do, do this. Sometimes it's a real challenge. And, and it's like, hey, don't worry. We'll be on site tomorrow. Let's crack it together. Um, and it's a totally different, different approach. And, you know, we talk quite a bit about being, um, being property financed by property people. Okay? It's a very, very different proposition. Um, and, and it's very easy to underestimate as, as, as someone doing projects. You know, these are property projects. Okay? Things will go wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just hopefully they're not big things. And hopefully they're surmountable. You know, you know, uh, an example is, you know, you might break a tile as you're tiling the bathroom. That's not a big problem. Finding Roman ruins in your garden is, <laughs> is probably a problem. 
Um, so, you know, but in, in each circumstance, if those problems are complex, um, you know, we will, uh, we will use our expertise to help. Um, and, you know, for example, um, one of my co-founders, uh, a chap called Andrew Hall, he's 35 years Ritz qualified. He's built millions of square foot in residential and commercial. He's stuck hundreds of spades in the ground and he's found all sorts of mess um, and he's faced all sorts of problems. And I've never seen him stumped with a problem to date. Um, and if I was ever doing development now, he'd be the first on my team sheet. Um, and, and what you effectively have, you don't have you know, free reign of just, you know, just phone Andrew at any point if you break a tile. Um, you know, but, but, but the point is the whole team, you know, we are passionate about your vision, your project and helping you out because we take the attitude that you know, it's in the best interests of everyone to successfully complete the project. We want, you know, I think the brand RBS is still tarnished from 2009 when they just decided to repossess everything, buy sell it. Um, and that is not the property solution uh, to in development finance. The property solution is to work uh, together, uh, solve problems, get through it, everyone learns, and, it's a, and uh, you know, on reflection, it's a great experience, uh, even if it's, you know, it can be stressful. And, and, you know, and, and that partnership type approach, you know, we built our model to work with people throughout their property careers. Um, we have so many repeat borrowers that go through the experience and understand they can pick up the phone to us at any point and talk things through, whether it's, uh, whether it's a problem on site or whether it's right, you know, how do we manage your payments or we're selling part of it off, how do we do that? You know, all of that are just solved immediately by humans who know, know what, you know, what we're doing and we've been there ourselves to really understand. Well, it sounds like quite a unique selling point there. <laughs> and it, it sounds, you know, really assure, reassuring for people who perhaps are, don't have the, you know, uh, years and years of experience and they're just starting out. But on that note, what sort of experience would you expect someone to have? Would you expect someone to have a minimum level of experience? And if not, would they, would they be okay to work with somebody who does have more experience i mean quite what you know in in the past ourselves we faced the question from a from a bank saying could you tell me the five times you've done uh, a project of this size in the last 12 months in this postcode you know, just nonsensical uh uh you, you know sort of questions we have funded first-time developers um and you know that's again that's not to say that we will fund every first-time yeah. developer but um, what we look to really understand are the people. So we're not a tick box lender we're, we're, uh, and a computer says no lender. We work really hard to understand the people. What we want to see from those people are a, 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 a collection of skill sets. So for example, you know, one of the best skill sets for being a developer is project management. Um, we funded people first time where they might be an IT project manager or have had a career in that. Um, you know, great, you can manage a project. That is an awesome uh, trait, okay? But even people who haven't had that, they've partnered with architects or builders or, or whoever. They've built a team around them. Um, and, uh, and, and we build up the overall picture. Um, we look to understand people uh, 
um, and, and, and how the, their motivations and ambitions. So for example, do we think that this person we're talking to, do we think that when they face a challenge, will they walk away or will they dig deep? Um, you know, we're looking for traits where they're, they're gonna dig deep. A great indicator of that is, well, well, have I just stumbled across a, a one-off project and I'm, mm. you know, it's just something to do at the moment? Or do I want to build a property business? Um, and we look for that longer term ambition in property and passion for property and things like that. So that they understand that through the challenges on a particular project, it's a massive learning experience. So you're even better for the next one and then even better for the next one. And, and you're building a better team around you. Sometimes we suggest that people quite early on partner up with other people with complementary skill sets. It doesn't mean they need to be partners for life. But they may then say, right, we've learned a lot on this. And now, you know, I'm going to do this development, you do that development, and, you know, et cetera. That learning process and people getting better at doing it. And that's one element and one way to think about not only your business partners or your service providers, your power team, et cetera, but also think about your lender like that. You get to know your lender and you know they add value. They, you know that they can help you out. You, you, they, you know that they know you better as a result. Mm. It's easier to get lending. We don't have to ask so many questions. It's quicker next time. It's more mm. efficient, et cetera. You know, it makes sense to think about things for the long term in terms of each project contributing your knowledge and expertise to your future projects, but also you building your team. And if you build your team once and use that team forever, you're not spending time building a team again. You know, you're just spending time doing more projects. Um, and all of that, just that, that, you know, it all sounds fairly common sense, but it's, again, it's putting the customer at the center here, the, 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 the property entrepreneur, the property professional at the center and what their needs are, um, uh, rather than, you know, years, if not decades of just self-centered, you, know, uh, you, know, you know, traditional sources of funding that just do not like small property professionals. Yeah, you know, it's it, and, yeah. and they've demonstrated that for years, and that has massively compromised house building uh, output and spending the economy. So, having talked about the actual borrower, then, um, what about the projects? What sort of projects are suitable for crowd property, and what's the sort of criteria involved? Do you think? The, yeah, so, so, as I mentioned, we don't have a sort of hard tick boxes when a sort of tick box lender. Um, we very much look at the project as a whole and the team as a whole. Um, so, I mean, I mean, it, it varies from, you know, uh, buying a terrace house and converting into an HMO for students mm -hmm. uh, or for whoever, uh, right through to big uh, barn conversions. We've done, we've done uh, airspace modular drop-ons, um, We've done land joint ventures, funded those. We've done modular uh, pro projects. Um, we've done everything. But the whole point is, I mean, I, I show, sometimes when I talk, I, I show these big projects and things. But, and, and there's a danger that people think, oh, it's just big, sexy projects. Yeah. And definitely not, definitely not. Um, it's it's all, literally all types of projects that, that, that we will fund. Um, You'll consider and, anything, but is it around, it's like the minimum purchase price around 100000 is that right? 
So it, we say a minimum loan size of a hundred thousand right. pounds. Um, but three weeks ago, we funded a ninety thousand uh, pounds project. You know, the, again, the whole point is that all the decision makers are in the room. Um, we've got a we've got a brilliant team of thirty two. Uh, our office in Birmingham is great. It's all open plan. There's no offices. I don't want an office. God, it'd be awful. Um, and um, and uh, and and we we communicate between us. And if something really good comes in that's less than 100, we'll do it. Um, so, and, and that's why I'm, I'm sort of dodging the question on criteria by saying that we will fund anything. Yeah. If, if it's a good project done by, you know, a good project in, 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 in so many different dimensions. Uh, sometimes profit on cost isn't as big when it's an HMO conversion, when you take just bricks and mortar valuation. But we look beyond that. Uh, and we say, well, we know you're going to keep it, and we know we understand your, the, the logic of this. Um, we've done uh, builds for housing associations, uh, put into uh, LHA sectors because we really, you know, again, all of these strategies we understand because, I mean, we've done them ourselves. Um, you know, bank would just sort of scratch its head, saying, "What on earth are you trying to do here?" There's there's a there's a brilliant quote actually. Um, uh, and it, it was from one of our borrower focus groups, our, our property developer focus groups. And someone said, um, the bank's reaction to a clever deal uh, was to uh, lend me less and charge <laughs> me more. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And, 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 you know, in, in banking, that is a rational reaction because they don't understand it, so they're going to de-risk it. The best way to de-risk it is to lend less and charge more. Okay, whereas we take the, the attitude of, brilliant, this is a really smartly structured deal. Well done. We really want to work with you. You know, no fee differences, no amount differences. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's that property lens on it that says, great, okay, it's, uh, you know, whatever, it's a JV structure, it's a... Uh, um, options or delay completions or subject to planning or you know all of these sort of different structures will work out the right product and the right structure of that, that debt for it um, and and actually you, you know view the whole thing in a better light because it's a smart deal and, um, and a smart structure. So when you said that obviously every project is different does that mean all the rates are different so I imagine it's similar to bridging costs but that has varied even over the last couple of years that you know they've got more competitive rates and how does that work with the the borrowing costs yeah so so our, our range our entire range is 0.62 percent a month to, to, to 0.93 in so it, it's and, and i should caveat that well firstly you know most projects sit in the in annualized terms yes uh, between nine and ten percent um, and the crucial thing, though, there are two elements to that. Firstly, um, we very purposefully and very strategically benchmark all prices in the market and say that we want, we need to be uh, very price competitive. Okay, um, so we benchmark against the large lenders, and make sure we are very competitive against uh, against them. Why? Because we want to see the great project. And we are a quality first lender. Um, and, and then secondly, the really important thing, um, and it was ju just last week, one of the team ran an analysis versus a, 
uh, versus a bank that at headline levels, the borrowers saying, well, they, they look a bit cheaper. Uh, and, and it was just in the margin. But then we did the full analysis of all of their hidden fees and hidden mm, costs. Yeah. And suddenly they are brutally expensive. Okay? Right. And, 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 you know, the one tip that, that, that I, I, I definitely you know, like to highlight is that, remember, this is professional borrowing okay, for, for, for business purposes. This is not regulated by the FCA, okay? And so therefore, lenders can write in anything they want. And it's very easy to either not read the contract, not be brief on the contract, or assume that things are market standard. They're not. We have seen every single devious fee in the market. And, uh, and, and I, 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 could, I could go off on, a, <laughs> on one here for hours. Um, but it's so important to really understand the total cost of lending. Because um, right. we are, you know, in our surveys, transparency came out as, as, as number one uh, in terms of the importance to, to borrowers when they're raising finance for projects. So, so we, we dug a bit deeper. What does transparency mean? And, and the, the, the many, many experienced developers told us that, look, we've just been hit by hidden fee after hidden mm. fee or loaded costs, they've taken, they, they've recharged the broker fee, they've, they've put margin on top of their professional services, mm. they've, uh, you know, I thought the arrangement fee was 2%, but they said because it's an 18, uh, that's 2% per annum and it's an 18 month project, therefore it's 3%, mm. and it's, oh, well, wait a minute, no, uh, mm. you know, it, it really is a disgrace, and so it's really important to understand full cost of, uh, cost of borrowing. And, and the other thing to, uh, that, that, that right now we're seeing a lot of is, is not in our own book, because our own book has actually been performing throughout COVID-19 and active because it's out of London, lower density sites, and people can drive to and, and all, pretty much all of our book have, have been actively uh, developing. Um, but, uh, you know, people who are elsewhere who are coming to the end of their sort of standard term on their loan they're suddenly digging out the contract and saying, oh my God, it's 3% a month when I go late. Um, you know, so make sure you know your, your late uh, penalty uh, interest rates because we've seen 3%, we've seen 3.5% and we've seen 4% a month. Okay. And that works um, out a lot when you're burying. I mean, it's, you know, you know it's, yeah. it's staggering. It's staggering. And, and, and uh, what, what, you know, there's there's a the rate, but there's b also. Uh, we we call this in a in a very uh, very sort of uh, uh, you know, a respectful way, um, uh, uh, property entrepreneurs optimism. Okay, when they when they get in touch <laughs> with us, they get in touch with us, and it's, it's a great project, and they say, right, I'm going to be in and out in twelve months. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and you know, other people in the market might say, right, happy days, I'm going to agree the twelve months loan. It's just going to go late, and I, I'm going to cream it on, on, on late fees. Um, and uh, what we then say is, well, look, let's call it 16 months. And if you pay back in 12, it's a no cost to you. There's no, you don't pay the interest for the four months. Um, you know, again, it's just sort of, it's just doing right by the customer. Call me controversial. Yeah, and I think that's from what I've heard from people who've who've used crowd property before. Is that even if you know obviously you you're saying your rates are competitive and 
Um, but even so, even if it works out with slightly more, it's worth coming to you because you understand the process, you understand the person, you're doing things the right way, you're more transparent, you've got that speed and certainty. It's kind of like a no-brainer. It, it, you know, it's worth paying even if it is extra just to yeah. for that whole process. And <laughs> exactly. I think, Look, yeah. I mean, you, you know, again, reflecting back on when we were investors and developers, yeah, it's stressful enough. Yeah. We don't, none of it, no one needs more stress in their lives. And, and, and that is a crucial thing that we bring. That partnership approach takes stress out of the equation. Um, okay. So, is there anything yeah. else that, that you think uh, sort of misconceptions or that people don't understand or borrowers need to know before, the, before Let, applying? Yeah, let's well, let's talk about applying, okay? Because because uh, uh, so so when when we set uh, set this up, we started defining what are all the pains in the market and, and how are we going to solve, okay? And the application process was was a big one. You know, I I you know I'm fed up with uh, filling in twenty page buy to let re- mortgage applications. It's ludicrous. Um, so. So we said, well, what if it was easy, firstly? And what if people could just bounce projects off us? Yes. Um, and that's a totally different attitude because actually, if you think about it, you know, as we were, we were individuals or small teams of people that would, that would find a project and we'd start getting excited about it. But actually having a second pair of eyes would be hugely valuable. It would save time. So merging those two, what we did is... is it was actually a brilliant exercise for the whole team uh, in the office, including all our uh, t- uh, software engineers and, and everyone uh, who some of the property stuff went a bit over their head, but, but, but we wanted everyone's opinion on this from fresh eyes. We said, right, here's the list of everything we could ask. Okay. Now let's ask as little as we possibly can. Right. So, and, and, and there's, this, there's this great quote from Winston Churchill uh, that is, sorry for writing you a long letter. I didn't have time to write you a short one. Okay. Mm, So we took the time to write a short form. Um, And that form, I think you've seen it, is 12 boxes long. Okay. The 12 boxes long starts the conversation. You know, we're not expecting 20 pages, PowerPoint, Excel, you know, everything perfect. You know, let's start the conversation. And and, and the crucial reason for that is, but by the way, you know, we don't rec- you know, we don't want people to just send us a right move link and say what we think. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, a bit of thought needs to go into it. Yeah. But but the point is that quite early on, when you sort of uh, put some uh, costings together and and you know you've got a, a feel for the project, you can put it in this form. And and what happens with that form is, you know, I've talked to all, all about being relationship focused, and I say go and fill in a form. It's not very relationship focused, but there, there's a reason. So that form, because of our tech platform that we built, that basically then fires off a load of analytics, uh, a load of uh, market data, uh, and and loads of stuff that then a second later appears on our on our uh, property one of our property teams uh, screens. Okay. And with that information, we're then able to give you a buzz. Yeah, actually speak, again, controversial, speak <laughs> uh, to each other. And, and we'll say, okay, tell us about your vision. What are you trying to achieve? Okay, I see these numbers. Uh, numbers look great. 
I just understand a bit more about your course. And we'll ask a few more questions and, and, and later on we'll ask more and more questions. The point is we're not asking every question under the sun. We're, we're making sure that we respect your time uh, by asking the relevant questions that enable us to understand the, uh, the projects uh, and, 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 and the economics of it. Um, and and then, then basically we will give two answers, one of two answers. Uh, firstly, it might be, yes, great. This is a great project. We've seen billions of pounds worth of projects. This is right up there. Okay, forget everything else. Go and close the deal. Okay, and, and do try and approach us before agreeing a price as well because we can help you uh, get a better price um, by providing you know, a letter saying, right, you, you've got your uh, senior debt in principle agreed. Um, you know, nobody else who's trying to buy it is going to have that. Um, so, uh, so, so come to us early, run that past us, um, and, and we'll help you. And, and we'll give you confidence that says, right, it's a great deal. Great, I'm just going to go for it. Now, the other answer is a no, but it's a helpful no. Okay? And if it's a no, we'll say, look, we think the margin is a bit slim, or there are these challenges, might be great to list it, therefore costings are too low, or you know, whatever the, 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 the individual project is. We'll explain why we think, oh, not quite sure about this. Okay. And, and, and most people just say, oh, do you know what? I had these niggling doubts, or I did explore that one, but I hadn't thought of these three things. Um, you know, that's really helpful. I, I'm, I'm just going to stop working on it, and I'm going to go and find another one. Um, and so it's a helpful no. And that, that, all of that saves time okay, and gets you a second pair of eyes on a project that says, um, that, that, that basically, basically, with projects, with investors turning into people doing uh, projects, um, you know, suddenly you're spending 12 months or 18 months of your life on, on a project. And make sure it's a good one. Make sure it one, it's one that will return for you what you need, what you want uh, from it. And we'll help you select that. And we'll help you get rid of the ones that won't. And, and so you can really sort of press forward on the ones that will. So, and that's what we really wanted. We wanted that second pair of expert eyes from the data analytics perspective, but also the human expertise uh, perspectives. And then, and then finally, the, the one myth around that that, that uh, I'd, I'd like to bust, that I always get asked, okay, is fine. So you say I could just run some projects past you. What if they're all rubbish? Do you keep a score of that? And will I never get funded? <laughs> Uh, and no, I mean, we don't keep a score at all. Okay. What we're here to do is help you find a good project. Um, so we will do that. And, you know, very, very recently we had someone who had submitted a number and, uh, of projects and, 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 and they'd taken away the feedback at each point and, and learned from it and found an absolute belting project, um, that we're funding. And it was brilliant because, because that person could have started going on, on, on a not very good mm, project. And yeah. now they, they're cracking on on a brilliant project. Yeah. And so the return for their time and their effort and their money and everything will be so much greater because of that. And uh, I, I heard someone ask a question once on, on this and they said, well, if I get to talk about these great projects, you know, is there a chance that, that you might say no, but then someone in the team might take it <laughs> themselves? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it, you know it's it's a uh, it's a small I mean, se- <laughs> it's a small sector. Everyone is under tight contracts uh, around that. We would uh, we would never dare uh, do do such a thing. I mean, you must get like how many projects coming through your door every day? That we, it's, uh... <laughs> so in so in in May we had two hundred forty three projects. Wow. Wow, it's a lot. So, so more and more, um, you know, that doesn't mean that you've got a slim chance of funding. It means that we're very, we're very careful about the guidance and the projects and giving the confidence to the people yeah. uh, to pick the right ones. Um, and look, you know, don't just see us as a second pair of eyes, a helpful hand. Um, someone will help you find your right project because the last thing anyone wants is, is spending time on something that won't return. Yeah, and you know your reputation in the community is is paramount. Okay, so yeah, uh, am I right in thinking you're a hundred percent payback for the? Yes, hundred percent capital and interest payback track record over uh, lending since twenty fourteen. Wow, um, and nobody in the market has that uh, across bank lenders, non bank lenders, etc. Um, and you know that means that if 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 you if you're getting a project funded by Crowd Property, yeah. you know. We'll celebrate it uh, as much or as little as you'd want it to, and you yeah. can celebrate that as well, and you can proceed with confidence. Well, that's it, the confidence. So just the fact that you said yes when another lender might have said yes, even if they can see it's a bad deal, but they can say, okay, well, like you said, we're going to cream off the, you. We can see this is going to run over or whatever. But yeah. the fact that you've got that there in place means that people can go forward knowing it's almost like a badge of, of you know, a badge yes. of kind of confidence there to say we've been – we've been funded by crowd property so it adds to that person's credibility but very much so very much so and look it's you know the whole thing here um you know from our from our sort of you know our initial conversations on building this business it was always focused on we're going to build the best lender in the market for small and medium-sized property professionals um and we have definitely achieved that uh, we have built the best lender in the market. Um, and, you know, we want to work with many people. Um, and, you know, uh, we've been open for business throughout COVID-19. And, and why is that? Because we've got good projects coming in mm-hmm. still and good projects that are in flight and are about to get funded or, or great applications we're getting in now. We're seeing we're seeing uh, people who've come to us from other lenders who've just stopped lending, um, and and also even people have come to us where they're midway through a project, um, and their lender has refused to release drawdowns wow. on that project, okay. Okay, which is so destructive to a project. And we've literally turned it, turned around the refinance of that in a, in a couple of weeks. Wow. And that wasn't because of the project. It was yeah. because these, a load of these big lenders, they have a single line of capital from wholesale sources. Um, and so that wholesale source could just say, no, I, I don't fancy this uh, at the moment. I, I've got to regroup a little bit. But because we've got so many sources of, uh, of funding uh, from my mother through to a major, <laughs> you know, major global institutions, you know, we are reliable funders in any market. And that reliability, you know, I could only talk about that before. Now I've demonstrated. Yeah. You've demonstrated it through through this time. Okay. And so what do you really see? Because I'm thinking people are probably desperate to know what you think about 
where is it going? Because there's so much speculation, you know, as people saying it's going to be the worst recession ever in the history of mankind down to, okay, it might dip 10%, 5%, 20%. You know, what, what do you see is going to happen? I know we've, you know, we haven't got a crystal ball, yeah. but you've obviously got your kind of finger on the pulse of what's going on, um, both in terms of lending, borrowing, the market prices, let's say the next three we kind of think that the next three months might be okay in terms of it's still holding in most parts of the country the prices are still holding still that pent-up demand but then once that is over people are coming off furlough going forward yeah again i could talk for hours on it (laughs) Uh, it's one of my favorite topics but look okay firstly gdp it will be one of the worst recessions ever okay Okay. Uh, but in terms of depth of drop of GDP. So right now in Q2, we'll be down about 25%. Um, What does that mean for the average person who's looking to buy or sell? Well, well, what I'll do now is I'll take that onto the property market and what I think about the property market. I think about the property market in two ways. Okay, number one, is there a price correction waiting to happen? And number two, how many buyers and sellers do you have? Because that drives interest and therefore price prospect for or outlook for price. Okay. So um, in, in 89 and 90 and 07, 08, what you saw was massive runs of capital growth and mm-hmm. then a shock uh, and, and a big fall in the market. Yeah. Okay, a big fall in the property market. So 07, 08, you know, it had 10 years of capital growth of property going into that. Okay, there was there was a correction waiting to happen. It's just what's going to correct it. And then the global financial crisis hit. And that's what dropped prices 20 percent and took 80 months to recover. Um, So um, right now, if you look at inflation adjusted, so so prices in real terms, so, you know, real value taking out the effects of inflation, we're about 16 percent below 2007 prices. We're currently at the same property value now as 2015, as 2010, and as 2004, on averages. Averages are dangerous, but on average. Mm. And what that means, what that says to me, is that there's not a load of growth waiting to be corrected. Okay. So that's point one. Point two is, well, how many buyers, how many sellers in the market? Because that will will drive uh, prices up or down. Uh, Supply and demand. and it's very different, again, to 07, mm. 08. In 07, 08, you had loads of people wanting to sell suddenly, okay? And then you had loads of banks repossessing, and them all wanting to sell as well. Mm-hmm. You had very little lending, and next to no one being able to buy. So you've got the flooding of the market, prices come down. Right now, in any market, you have people needing to sell, okay? And... Um, and that is the that is true now. But what you also have is people that can hold off for a few months, for six months, for twelve months, or whatever. And those people are more likely to hold off for a bit because debt will come back into the market. Okay. Right now, we don't have the banks have retracted the ninety-five percent mortgage, mm-hmm. owner-occupier mortgage. That will come back. Um, now nationwide are at eighty percent, I mm-hmm. think. So people. Bit more, so less people are able to buy. Okay. Um, 
but is a much better supply and demand balance. Now, after, after the job retention scheme finishes, then that's how we'll see that, how this plays out. And, you know, there will be, it, it will be an economic challenge, no doubt. Um, but I agree, I agree roughly with Savills, who, who, who have a UK uh, price board, house price forecast. Okay. And interestingly, they put this out into the market in about, in about March when COVID-19 was hitting, and they haven't revised it since, and I agree with it. So their two scenarios are that in this year, prices will drop between 5% and 10%. Um, in their best scenario, prices are back to uh, pre-COVID by the end of 2021. In their, in their less optimistic scenario, prices are back up to uh, pre-COVID prices mm. by 2022. But interestingly, they also said that by, at the end of 2024, originally before COVID, they said prices will be 15% up. Okay. But they also think that uh, even with COVID, at the end of 2024, prices will be 15% up. And that's that bounce back point. And I think that's about right. Um, uh, so, you know, but then that's, again, that's averages. So there will be lots, there, there will be pockets of opportunity for investors. What I do don't, I, well, I, I, oh, uh, I'll come on to that in a second. But, <laughs> but, I, but I think, I think that, um, I think that, uh, there won't necessarily be deals of the century. There's a lot of people saying there'll be deals of the century. And there's a lot of people uh, out there looking. Okay. And there's not that much people, uh, that many people selling. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there'll be deals of the century, um, right. but there will be good ones. You know, some markets will be affected more than others. Some will see uh, uh, redundancies from, retail or travel sectors, travel-related sectors a bit more than, than others. Um, and those markets will struggle a bit more. Um, and so, but then there's, you know, in terms of the opportunity for people, um, you know, I, I, I firstly believe that everyone should follow their strategy, not chase shiny pennies uh, and, and, and to be too opportunistic in the market, which is inconsistent to where they want to take themselves overall. I think the way that good deals will be struck is through speed. If people are listing property now in the market, mm. if you can move really quick, then you will get a great deal. Um, and so therefore you need a solicitor that works uh, quickly. Uh, if it's a project, an architect who will knock things up quickly, a planning consultant, if the planning is, if planning is needed, but permitted development and, and planning rules will relax more. And you also need, obviously, a lender that will move very quickly for you. And if you have that speed, we come back to speed and certainty. If you have that speed, you'll get great deals. That's how to get the best deals in this market. Mm, I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Well, I feel better now that not going into. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but that, you know, there's, there's long run, uh, long run trends, you know, the, the things that make sense in property investing are, are not going away. You know, things like building up a, a portfolio, um, you know, however you do that. And I, and, and as I've said, I'm a big advocate, buy, add value, keep, um, and, and you can build a portfolio. That, that is always the case, building, building a portfolio. 
building an asset base. Um, and, um, you, you know, things like, uh, you know, yielding your property better with HMOs, um, you know, good strategy. Just, you know, don't, don't lose sight of the fundamentals chasing things in this market. Mm -hmm. um, it, because also you have to learn new tricks. Uh, you know, I, I, I love this phrase. A few people use it in property um, and it's called the cookie cutter strategy. So, you know, do one thing, okay, and, and do it loads and get better and better and better uh, at it every day because then you're able to do 10 of them at the same time rather than just one. And, you know, just becoming brilliant at something. And, and that's a, and, and the phrase we use in our business for that focus is, um, is, is and, and everyone's getting bored of me using this phrase, um, is, is, is you don't see Tiger Woods playing much tennis. In order to be world-class and, and win, you know, if you're world-class, you win, okay? You focus. And you focus on, on getting better and better and better. Um, and, you know, that's what a golfer does. That's what a tennis player does. They become world-class by focusing. And you can become world-class in, in your particular strategy by focusing and doing it better each time. Um, and you become more efficient. It takes less time and effort. You're able to do more, you know, et cetera. Wow. Well, that makes complete sense and um, so much so much value there i think we've really unpicked what proud property is about and uh, i hope that the listeners really get a good feel for what it is you're about and uh, uh, and obviously we encourage people to go and check out the website and the application form and like you said if you've got a project and you think that crowd property would be a great lender then uh you know great fit then just go check it out and, and apply and see see what happens um so we'll put in the show notes a, a link to the website and uh look forward to having you back on in in the future and hearing about more successes and and how you've navigated the you know whatever happens next <laughs> indeed indeed well look thank you so much it's been great talking really appreciate your time thank you yeah. um great okay well uh for anyone who just a final reminder for anyone who doesn't have the ypm magazine we've got a link in the show notes so uh click that link and get subscribed to that and uh that's all for today see you next time guys